Hi, this is Jamie Crawford with Breakthrough Ministries. Thanks for downloading our Wow God podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get our latest podcast. We appreciate your partnership. It helps keep our ministry going. We hope you enjoy our podcast. So tonight, get ready, because we're going to invite uh, our guest speaker tonight. We are in Natarita, Colorado, and we're at Pastor Dan Williams' church tonight, and he is going to bring forth the word to you tonight. I believe your, your life will be changed through this word. Uh, there's power in the word. One word from God can change your whole life. And tonight I believe God is going to change your life with this one word. And so, Pastor Dan, Pastor, you are uh, the pastor right here in Natarita, Colorado, at New Hope Pentecostal Church of God. We had been doing a revival in your church, and God had been pouring out His Spirit right here. And the Lord gave you a word for our listeners. And I believe tonight God is going to change somebody's life through that word. Amen. Now, now, Pastor Dan, would you tell us how long have you been in Natarita, Colorado as pastor? I have been pastor here for 17 years. Uh, this September we'll start our, our 18th year. We're excited about that. Just seeing what God's doing. Uh, doing some, God's doing some great things. We're looking forward. Yes. In fact... Uh, Tuesday night, I guess it was, I had a word spoke over me by Alicia, so thank you for that. And uh, we just, I mean, it's it's exciting to hear the things that God is doing and that that God is still faithful and He hasn't forgotten us over here. Uh, A lot of times people think, well, that's Natarita, that's over in, you know, the armpit. And I'm like, hey, we are, we're the hub of the Western United States. Yes. Now, what's, what's the population of Natarita? 500. 500. Wow. Not 1,000. Just 500. And that's probably adding a few dogs and cats. Wow. <laughs> so now you know what size of town that we are in and, and, the, and, the, and the valley that Pastor Dan yes. is, is reaching. And I'm telling you, Pastor Dan is doing such an amazing job. Him and his wife, Carla, are doing an amazing job right here at Natarita New Hope. Pentecostal Church of God. Pastor Dan, before we get started, we're just going to pray over this service. Yes. We're going to pray that the anointing yes. will flow upon everybody that watches this video. You may be watching it uh, as a recording. Uh, you may be watching it next week. But I believe that God is still going to pour out His Spirit yes. next Amen. week. Maybe even next month, whenever you hear this video or watch this video. God is still going to pour out His Spirit yes. upon your life because that anointing is still flowing. And so I want to make sure that you give us some thumbs up, give us some hearts, share this video with somebody. And tonight we're just going to pray over this service right now. God, I thank you for the listeners right now. I thank you for the anointing that is upon Pastor Dan. He is going to bring forth this word. And I pray right now that you release your Holy Spirit. God, it's not by might nor by power, but it's by your spirit. And God, I I release the spirit of the living God upon the listeners right now. Let them be saved. Let them be delivered. Let them be healed through this message tonight. God, we just thank you and we give you all the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Pastor Dan, would you share your word? Thank Thank you. you. Thank you for coming on. All right. Well, it's good to have you here. And I'm, it's my first time that 
I know that I'm being recorded. I was recorded once before and uh, kind of snuck up on me. And uh, but uh, this is this is exciting. And so uh, to be able to reach people that I've never reached before. And uh, but to, tonight I just want to encourage you. And uh, the, I titled my message: "You were created for power." Yes. <laughs> and uh, a lot of times we forget whose we are. We're sons and daughters of the living God. He, God has something great in store for us and we have a tendency to forget that God has something great in store for us. And so tonight as we look at this, I just want to remind you again that we are created in Christ as new creatures. We're not the old creature. I'm not the old man that I used to be. I'm a new man in Christ. I'm a new creature. I'm a new person and I have the anointing of God mm. on my life and uh and this power flows through us in many ways uh and, and i mean it just continues to flow through us to a lost and dying and hungry world that's out there they're thirsty for something they want something and they want us to show them what god has done through us and so tonight first thing i want to do is go into acts chapter one and we're all familiar with this scripture but uh i've got my prescription here in case you missed out I, I was prescribed to relax, and so uh, signed by Dr. James, <laughs> and uh, we, we, that's one thing that I have a tendency not to do is relax, and so I'm just telling you, if you're like me, relax for just a little bit, yes. relax in God, but, but I also want to tell you, not only do we need to relax, but we need to realize like I said, whose we are. I'm reminded of a story of a young man that was, uh, his dad was uh, a very powerful king and he would, he would tell his son, son, don't forget who, whose you are. Not who you are, but whose you are. Right. He said, you are the child of, a, of the king. And too many times I think we forget whose we are. Wow. And so, wow. so tonight, I want to remind you, and, and here we go in, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, but you... But you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be able to be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so as we begin to remember this, God saying, hey, you shall, not you might or you, you could. He said, this, is going, this, this shall happen. You shall receive power. And so tonight as we start out, I just want to encourage you and let you know that, that in fact, you think about God. You know, God is a God that makes his, his presence known to us. Uh, he manifests himself in a lot of different ways, in supernatural ways. We can go all through the Bible. We can, uh, you know, I mean, in, in Exodus, you know, think about Moses. Uh, God came to him in a flaming bush, a bush yeah. that wasn't burned up. Yeah. God showed himself. And he's like, hey, this is who I am. I'm manifesting right. myself. And here's this burning bush. And he's like, whoa, that, what, this is crazy. I've never seen this before. I've seen burning bushes, but I've never seen this before. And he begins to see that. Mm -hmm. uh, God goes a little bit further. We see him manifesting himself as a pillar of fire by night as the Israelite children are, are being led out, uh, out of captivity. Uh, a, a pillar of cloud by day. So God, again, he's manifesting himself in, in a lot of different ways. Uh, we can look at the, um, I love this, when, when they finished the tabernacle mm. and what happened? God's, 
God's glory came down, and, and it came in the uh, the form of a uh, uh, where, where it was just just thick, and they could just feel the power of the Holy Spirit, yes. and where God's presence had come down. And we've got to remember that those are the things. You know, when when the tabernacle was completed. His spirit come down and God dwelt there. Uh, a lot of exciting things. You know, we can look at in, in, in 1 Kings, uh, there was the fire falling from heaven and consuming not only the sacrifice, but the altar. It lapped up the water. It, it, it took the dirt. I mean, it just took it all. That God manifested himself in a that's, mighty way. That's right. And then, and then we can go on, you know, and in fact, let, let's look at Acts chapter 2. I don't, I don't think I gave you this one, but Acts chapter 2, verse 17. Uh, <coughs> just a minute got ahead of myself uh, verse 17 and that shall come to pass in the last days yes. that I shall uh, pour out my spirit on all flesh your yes. sons and your daughters shall prophesy God's beginning yes. to speak to us We're going to, he said your sons your daughters are going to prophesy and then he goes on uh, he says your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams I, I, I still have a vision I'm just telling you that right now yes. I'm, I'm still young <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen, brother James. I like that. And uh, and then he, in verse eighteen, he says, "And on my my men servants and and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in the last days, and they shall prophesy. Mm -hmm. And I shall and, uh, right here. He says, and I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs in the earth below, mm -hmm. blood, fire." vapor, and smoke. Yes. So we, we see that God is saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to show myself. I'm going to have, I'm going to show signs. I'm going to show wonders. Mm -hmm. This is what we have. We have a God that is powerful. We have a God that is, is not just, just out there, but he's saying, I, I'm going to show you what I am. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, God, I love that God, <laughs> it's God's choice. He could just manifest himself in any way. Yes. But I love that he said, I want to use you. Mm -hmm. I want to use you. I want to use you. All of us, he says, I want to use you. I want you to understand that you were created for the power that we see in the Old Testament. We see the things that God's doing. But here he's saying, hey, I, I, I could use it. I could do all this. But I'm going to use you. And so as we begin to understand that and begin to see the things that God is doing, we got to understand that we were created for power, for the power of God to be used in us. We were born uh, of the Spirit. We're filled with the Spirit. I think too many times we forget that. Yes. We're born of the Spirit. We're, we're filled with the Spirit. We're led by the Spirit. We have, uh, you know, we our thoughts are, are gathered by the Spirit. We, we are spirit beings. We're kept by the Spirit. I'm empowered by the Spirit. All of these things we've got to understand. He goes on, he says, well, let me just, let me just go on here. There, there, there are two essential powers here at work on the earth. Uh -huh. The power of God and the power of Satan. Yes. That's, that's the way it is. Good and evil. Mm -hmm. Light and dark. Uh-huh. We've we got to understand that it's not just, uh, just what we think. You know, love, hate, war, peace. You know, these, these are the things that we've got to understand. Both of these are kingdoms. They're both uh, they're, they're, they're kingdoms. And, and I think too many times we forget that there are powerful things at, at work here. But, and, and we're either 
working for God's kingdom or we're working for Satan's kingdom. Mm -hmm. It's not, we, we, can't, we can't do both. There's no middle ground. And, and we talked about this just last night. Uh, I, was, I was talking with uh, James and we were, we were sitting around having dinner and, and uh, um, we began to talk about this, but there's no middle ground with God. You can't live in God's kingdom and live for God and, and expect great things to happen and want all the pleasures of God and want all the promises of God and then turn around and, and enjoy what Satan has at the same time. We can't. In fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 10, verse 21, it says, You cannot drink of the Lord's cup and the cup of the devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and the table of the devils. Mm. You can't do both. It's one or the other. There's, we've got to understand that God wants us to do the right thing. Yes. And we have to make a choice. <coughs> in fact, in, in 1 John uh, 1.6, it says, if we, uh, if we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, then we lie and we do not, we do not know the truth. We don't know the truth because we don't have it in us. It's not there. And uh, you know, we can say one thing, and it's easy to say, hey, I've got God in my life, but if, I don't, if I'm not showing it, then what is happening? What's going on? I either have it or I don't have it. <clears throat> so we've got to understand that. Uh, in fact, in Ephesians it says, have no fellowship with the unfaithful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. And we have a, a high calling on our lives. Thank you, brother. I'm just going to come get it. <laughs> we have a high calling on our lives where God has, has something great for us and, and, and this call is on our lives. In fact, if you think about it, you're the salt of the earth. That's what we know in, in from Matthew chapter 5. It says you're the salt of the earth. Right. And he said you're the light of the world. But think about salt. And this is, we, this is the other thing we talked about. We were having dinner and I forgot to put salt on the, the first night. We forgot, we forgot to salt anything. I had to put salt on ever afterwards. But, but when you think about this, what does salt do? Salt is for healing. Yes. Salt is for, for uh, preserving. Mm -hmm. so if you're going to preserve uh, jerky or something like that, you put salt on it. It's very salty. And so it's a preservative. <clears throat> it, it, it adds flavor. Yes. It seasons things. But the other thing it does, it makes us thirsty. Mm. And so think about this. This is what we are as Christians. We should be doing this. We should have this power in our life where God's saying, hey, uh, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna have that healing. Yes. You're going to lay hands on the sick. And what are they going to do? Well, they'll probably die. No, that's not what it says. It says you lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And I love that God said, you shall do this. You're going to recover. You're going to pray for people. Things are going to happen. And then we go on a little bit further. Uh, it, it, it preserves. What do we do? We share God's love. When we begin to share God's love, what does he do? He's saying, hey, now, now you're saving somebody's life. Yes. It preserves that. And then what else did I say it does? It, it seasons. It gives a taste. We make, we make life tasteful. As Christians, we make it, we make life dirty. Life right now, the new normal, whatever it is, because I don't know what normal is for you, but normal for me is not what everybody's saying it is. I, I don't like this. 
I don't like the new normal. But, but with God, with Christ in my life, I can make it. I can do whatever. I can do all things through Christ. I can put up with a lot of junk. Not because of me, but because of Him. And like I said, it makes us thirsty. Salt makes you thirsty. Think about this. Your life, your life should make the people that are out in a lost and dying world, make them say, I don't know what they have, but I want that. Yes. I don't know what they've got, but I want that. Yes. I want that anointing. I want to be, I want to be like them. See, Christ causes us to have a character change. I've been around so many people that when they get saved, their life completely changes. They're no longer that same person. They're a new person. People come up and they say, I don't know what's different about him, but they are just different. Brother Gene is one that, that I've been able to, to, to watch his life change. It's, it's such a blessing to have him as my neighbor. And I, I appreciate him. But, but we, we have watched, and I work with a guy that, that knew him when he was away from God. We'll just put it that way. And Brother Gene, he knows this. We, we've talked about this in the past. But he said, when I told him, I said, Gene's been coming to our church. Gene has gotten saved. He's like, my dad's a preacher, and I know what saved is. And I, there's no way. I've known Gene for years. And after he... Just that next week, they ran into each other by chance. Mm -hmm. I love it when God arranges things like that. Mm -hmm. And they ran into each other that next day. This man came up to me and said, You're right, Gene is not the same Gene that I knew 20 years ago. <laughs> he's a new man. He's, he's completely different. So we, we, that's what we are. We make, we make life exciting. Yes. That's what we should be doing as Christians. Why? Because there's power on us. There's power in us. <clears throat> our lives, our worship, our attitude, our actions should be light and salt to a lost and dying world. You know, as Christians, like I said, we're either light or we're dark. There's no middle ground. You either serve God or you serve Satan. That's, that's the gist of it. But Satan, I think he loves lukewarm Christians. I think that, you know, why would he love lukewarm Christians? Well, for one thing, there's a false pretense. They, they don't represent Christ at all. <laughs> they drive people away from Christ. When we, we begin to think about that, in fact, I think Satan's attitude towards a lukewarm Christian would be, keep up the good work. That's, uh, I believe that's what Satan would probably say. Keep up the good work. You're doing a good job. You don't have to be all, all charismatic. You don't have to be all crazy. You know, you don't have to do all that stuff. Just, you're doing fine. Don't worry about that stuff. But God don't want that. What's God's attitude? He said, if you're lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. I'm going to spit you out because I don't want that. For me personally, one of the worst things to do is to drink lukewarm coffee. I'm, I'm kind of like God when it comes to coffee. I think he either wants it hot or cold. I can handle cold. I can handle hot. I hate lukewarm coffee. 
Anyways, God wants us on fire. He wants us to be contagious. What's a fire do? A fire, it warms you. In fact, let me just tell you a quick story. These are not my notes either. <laughs> but there's a story about a, a man that had been missing church quite a bit. He'd gone out and he had just kind of gotten away from God. And uh, the pastor, the pastor come over and seen him. And uh, they're sitting around. They wasn't talking. They were just kind of sitting there watching the fire. He had a fireplace. Fire's going. And, and he's got his logs in there. And the pastor just watching. Pretty soon the pastor gets up and grabs a poker. And he kind of goes over and he rolls one of the logs out of the fire. And within just a few minutes, the fire went out. And just sat there and they watched. And they be, you know, just kind of talked in general. Not, just, just keeping real, real low key. And then the pastor reaches over and rolls the log back into the fire and immediately it took off again. And as soon as it took off again, the guy looked at the pastor and said, I get your point, pastor, I'll be there Sunday. See, when we get out of the fire, we get away from the fire, we go out. But all we've got to do is get right back in and you're, there's that power again. You were created for that. That's what God wants you for. <clears throat> God wants us to live a holy and separate life. You were created for power. Think back to the very beginning. And ye shall receive power. In Psalm 63, it says, O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. <clears throat> my soul longeth for thee thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee uh, in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. See, God's, that's what we need to be. We need to be saying, God, I am so thirsty for you. I want you so bad. I need you. I'm like that ground that is just, just all dried up, that, that is just looking for something in a dry and thirsty ground where there, there's no water. It's just, I'm needing something, God. I miss you. I need you. I need you. I've got to have you. Uh, we need to have that power and that glory coming down and filling the sanctuary, filling us as, as Christians where we just know that God has been there. We uh, Tuesday night, Brother James talked about the, the, the that, that, that trickling and that, that drip system and how it just dripped on us and just kept hitting us and kept hitting us. And pretty soon we become saturated. See, that's what we need to be. We need to be like that there where we're saying, God, I am so thirsty. I have got to have you. In Psalms uh, 70, 71, verse 18, it says, Oh God, forsake me not until, until I have showed um, that, thy strength unto this generation and thy power to everyone that is, that is to come. And so he's saying, hey, God, let me have that power still. Give me that. Don't, don't take me away until I can show what you have done to this generation. God, help us. To, to have that kind of, of an attitude where we're saying, God, I need to share you more. The answer is not all these self-help groups. That's not the answer. AA is not the answer. It's the power of God. That's the answer. Yes. We were created for the power of God. Kind of like a fish. 
other day. Again, I'm, I'm using all these other examples. I'm, I'm still in all your examples. That's all right. Uh, but, but we, Brother James went fishing. And Josh, they went fishing. Caught some fish. What happened when the fish got out of water? Well, one, Josh was going to show off, and he's holding it up there, and he got slapped in the face. But you've got to understand. <laughs> Sorry. I had to just share that. But, but think about this. That fish was saying, hey, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I'm not where, I'm out of the water. I need to be back where my, into my natural place. And that's what we've got to understand, that God's saying, then your natural place is in the power and the Holy Spirit. Yes. That's where your natural place is. It's not someplace else. You might say, Pastor, this is a little bit tough. You're being a little bit harsh here. You're being a little bit strong. We don't like this kind of preaching, but I'll tell you what. You need it. You need to understand that you were created for the power of God. And you may be content to be powerless. But that's not where God wants you. God wants that supernatural power in your life. He wants to be using you. Uh, and and the, that door to that supernatural power is wide open. All we've got to do is ask, say, God, fill me. Let me have that. Don't forget, there's a multitude of people that are out in the world that are lost and dying that need you to use the power that you have been given. Don't forget whose you are. You're the child of the king. You have the power. We were created to receive the power of God. We were created to, to be that channel, that thing where God says, okay, I'm going to pour it into you so that you can take it out and give it out to others. Use what you have been given. Too many times we, we just want to be like a, uh, just like a pond and just receive and receive and receive. And God said, no, don't just receive it. Be a channel to pass it out to others. Yes. Flow through us. We've got a world that's lost and dying and needs you. Remember whose you are. You're a child of God. You were created for power. Thanks for listening. We hope you will stay connected by subscribing to our podcast and becoming a partner to our ministry. Go to BreakthroughEvangelism.com and follow us on all our social media. We want you to be blessed.